an Academy Award-winning performance, but what about the movie itself? Today I'm talking about The Whale. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I am talking about The Whale, which is the um, the recent uh, Oscar-nominated and Oscar-winning uh, movie for uh, Brendan Fraser for Best Actor and Performance. It's the most recent movie from director Darren Aronofsky, and it, it's a it's one of the and I'll, I'm going to address this just early because it's something that I, I want to be very clear on is that I. There's been a lot of uh, very strong reactions to this movie, uh, completely understandably, um, and some of them have been like, uh, this movie is messed up, and some of them have been like, oh, this movie is so powerful. Um, and I think that there is, this is, for me at least, it's hard to not view this movie without being within the context of Darren Aronofsky's filmography. So Darren Aronofsky is the director of this movie, and I'll get into it within the actual review itself, um, and then just why I don't think he's a good fit for material like this. But when it comes to things, uh, portraying things both visually and, um, you know, just kind of like thematic, (laughs) a lot of directors have, uh, especially in their visuals, especially if they also co-write, as Darren Aronofsky often does, um, they tend to have uh, material that they drift towards and different kinds of stories. So... Um, you know, and one thing that Darren Aronofsky drifts into a lot is just not reveling, but just kind of detailing a lot of people's pain. That's what he does. And I have found that over time that when it comes to portraying that, that it really just becomes, I begin to wonder why (laughs) at at certain points. Um, you know, because is it like this, oh, is this, this an artistic expression? It's just, just a fascination. Um, and it's the same thing that I've run into with other directors like uh, Gaspar Noé, um, um, who is the, the director behind Irreversible and Climax and other movies which are rough. They're rough on the audience. They're rough on the characters. They're rough on everybody. So that's something, so that is the context which, which I'm starting to view this movie from. And it's also, again, why I think that Darren Aronofsky is not a good fit, because this movie requires, I think material like this requires a deep level of empathy that is provided incredibly by the actors and almost not at all by the direction. And uh, yeah, so that's what I'm going to get into today. So we're talking about The Whale, and yeah, so without further ado, let's get into the review. So I held off on watching this movie. There were a lot of little reasons, but the main reason is I had an inkling of how director Darren Aronofsky would handle material like this. For those unfamiliar, Aronofsky is most famous for his grueling psychological thrillers showing characters as they descend into madness. Whether it's his breakout indie hit Pie or his most recent movie Long Metaphor, Mother, Aronofsky likes to put his main characters through the ringer. So watching a morbidly obese man played by an actor I love go through his own tribulations was not something I was eager to see, regardless of Frasier's now Oscar-winning performance. And now I've seen it, and I have thoughts. Fraser plays Charlie, a reclusive English professor who is severely limited in his day-to-day life due to extreme obesity. Eager to feel like he did something right before his did something right before his condition deteriorates even further, Charlie reaches out to his estranged daughter to forge a connection. 
So I have a lot of thoughts on this movie, and in particular why Darren Aronofsky is just about the last person I would want to handle material like this. What I want to get out of the way is praise for this movie's performances, because they are, across the board, very, very good. The main attraction is obviously Brendan Fraser, whose performance is the beating human heart of this movie. Something I've always believed about Fraser is, despite being cast as a comedic lead or action hero, Fraser is pretty gifted at quiet moments of vulnerability and restrained emotion. He just hasn't been given the chance to show those talents off too much, and this, and if I'm being honest, he and the rest of the cast might be the only reason this movie feels human and sympathetic. The film's central conflict is that Charlie is in very bad health, and also left his wife and young daughter years ago after he came out and took up with a man who is no longer alive for reasons that are explored throughout the film. So now Charlie is trying to reconnect with his daughter, played by Sadie Sink, but there's a lifetime of bitterness and half-truths and lies to work through. Not to mention the negative impacts of Charlie's obesity that made that make him almost immobile. And revelations throughout the film also create tensions between Charlie and his friend and caregiver Liz, played by Hong Chao. There's a version of this film I would like a lot more, in particular one that feels a lot more sympathetic towards Charlie. I won't go, say, go so far to say that the movie doesn't have any empathy for Charlie or what he struggles with. The quiet scenes where he expresses regret or awful things he's been through are moving, but visually, this movie feels entirely off-base. We can start with the lighting. Now, Aronofsky is fully capable of using bright light and vibrant colors in his fantastic and fantasy films. But in any of his grounded material, he aims for low to underlit rooms and a dirty twinge to all of his visuals. This is the case for Mother and Blank Swan, and it helps to amplify the descent into darkness each character is experiencing. But here, the lighting seems specifically designed to either hide Charlie's body or make him appear monstrous. In my review of the Spanish horror film Piggy, I mentioned that this was it was actually empathetic and smart to put the lead character's body on screen on a regular basis to just normalize it. But visually, the movie seems to want us to be horrified with how Charlie looks and moves. I also don't get why any of the talk around this film would be portrayed as a man looking for redemption. Like, sure, he's looking to connect with his daughter, but being obese or losing touch with her after he came out and took a, and began <laughs> a relationship with a man feels like something we shouldn't hammer on as the quote-unquote wrong thing to do. And also, wouldn't he feel a bit ashamed to reach out and present himself in this condition? They make a big deal of him not showing his face on screen for his classes, so you think his shame... Of around seeing anybody would be twofold. Now, I'm going to make a strange comparison to a movie a lot of people don't or didn't like that I think demonstrates what I don't like about this movie, Birdman. So Birdman is a movie about a man trying to redeem and prove himself. He wants to give a genuine and good performance on Broadway, connect with his daughter if possible, and prove to the world that he's more than some actor who played a superhero once, which was very on the nose because this character is played by Michael Keaton. And the film's fantastic elements are either highlight his ego, the absurdity of his situation, or send up and take down different aspects of performance. Basically, despite being one man's existential crisis, it's a lot funnier and fun to watch. Whereas The Whale, I mean, it's fucking called The Whale, and they talk about Moby Dick all of the time, and the giant white whale from the book is the book that this morbidly obese man talks about all the time. 
And said morbidly obese ma- said morbidly obese man is trying to connect with his daughter and encounter present encounter and present something genuine without disgusting people. Like say what you will about Birdman, but even in its sectarical scenes, like Michael Keaton running around Broadway in his underwear, demonstrate more empathy for the lead character than this movie does, both on the page and visually. The whale seems to want us to share in its disgust and pain, and it's just not a wavelength I could get on. The verdict is, it's bleak. Unflinchingly bleak, seemingly without purpose, the whale is a wrong-headed attempt to humanize an obese character. Four out of ten. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, with the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.